story four of the human boy by eden philpotts this librivox recording is in the public domain story four concerning corky minimus one if corky minor had been at school that term the thing would never have come about but corky minor was always one of the lucky chaps and just when in the ordinary course of events he would have had to begin fagging for an exam something happened to his right lung and he had to go on an awful fine trip to australia in a sailing ship that left corky major who was a mere learning machine in the sixth and corky minimus who was ten and in the lower fourth it began like this after bray had licked derbyshire and bethune which he did one after the other on the same half-holiday chaps gave him best as a matter of course and he became cock of the lower school he was solid muscle all through and harder than stone and he had a brother in london who was runner-up in the amateur lightweight championship two years following bray fancied himself a bit naturally and was always roaming about seeking fellows to punch but once out of bounds in a private wood a keeper caught him and licked him which was seen by two other fellows and remembered against bray afterwards when he put on too much side he and corky minimus were in the same class because bray though thirteen didn't know much at first they were great chums and bray bossed corky and palled with him and when brown the under mathematical master told corky minimus that he was the least of all the corkies and not worthy to be called a corky because he couldn't do rule of three or some rot bray said a thing that brown overheard and got sent up but by degrees the friendship of bray and corky minimus cooled off and the matter of milly settled it the doctor had four daughters and milly was the youngest mabel and ethel held no dealings with any fellows under the sixth and mary had something wrong with her spine and didn't count but i never cared for any of them myself because you couldn't tell what they meant beatrice for instance was absolutely engaged to morris for he told his sister so in the holidays and his sister told morris minor and he told me the next term morris was the head of the school and he had her photograph fixed into a foreign nut which he wore on his watch-chain but when he left and she found out he was gone into a bank at eighty pounds a year she dropped him like a spider mind you morris had told her he was descended on his mother's side from a race of old irish kings which may have unsettled her anyway when she found he came on his father's side from a race of church curates she wrote and said it was off but there were other things that upset the chumming of bray and corky minimus before the milly row and they ought to be taken in turn first there was the old testament prize which was the only thing bray had the ghost of a chance of getting but corky beat him by twenty-three marks and bray said afterwards that corky had cribbed a lot of stuff about joshua and corky said he hadn't and even declared he knew as much about joshua as bray and a bit over then on top of that came the match with neckties which was rather a rum match in its way both of them used to be awfully swagger about their neckties and each fancied his own so one bet the other half a crown he would wear a different necktie every day for a month the month being june that meant thirty different neckties each and the chap who wore the best neckties would win a fellow called fowl was judge being the son of an artist and neither bray nor corky was allowed to buy a single new tie or add to the stock he had in his box 
at the end of a fortnight they stood about equal though corky's ties were rather more artistic than bray's which were chiefly yellow and spotted but then came an awful falling away and some of the affairs they wore were simply weird the test for these was if the tie passed in class then the terms of the match were altered and they decided to go on wearing different things till one or other was stopped by a master any concern not noticed was considered a necktie in the ordinary acceptation of that term as fowl put it at the end of the third week corky minimus came out in an umbrella cover done in a sailor's knot but nobody worth mentioning spotted it and the next day bray wore a bit of blue ribbon off a chocolate box which also passed they struggled on this sort of a way till bray got bowled over i think corky was wearing a yard measure dipped in red ink that morning but it looked rather swagger than not class was not ended when old briggs of all people a man who wore two pairs of spectacles at one time very often said to bray what is that around your neck boy and bray said my tie sir then briggs said is it sir let me see it please i have noticed an increasing disorder about your neck arrangements for a week past you insult me and you insult the class by appearing here in these ridiculous ties it shan't happen again sir said bray trying to edge out of the classroom no bray it shall not said old briggs bring me that thing at once please bray handed it up and briggs examined it as if it was a botanical specimen or something this he announced is not a necktie at all you're wearing a piece of brussels carpet wretched boy a fragment of the new carpet laid down yesterday in the doctor's study you will kindly take it to him immediately say who sent you and state the purpose to which you were putting it so bray by the terms of the match lost and corky minimus won with the yard measure then the feeling between them grew especially after bray said that he could only pay his half-crown in installments of a penny a week now we come to milly you see she was corky minor's great pal the term before but now that he was at sea and thousands of miles off she chucked him and turned to corky minimus that shows what she was really anyway in a bad moment for young corky she told him he had eyes like an eagle's and it simply turned his head as an eagle's eyes are yellow i couldn't see myself what there was to be so jolly pleased about but he was and to show you what a chap may come to if a girl collars him i know for a fact that corky minimus tried to paint a picture for her whether he actually succeeded i cannot say but he went down four places in class and got awfully dropped on by brown then came that attempt of bray to cut corky out and being myself a tremendous personal chum of corky's i wished he had succeeded but he didn't and even his fighting didn't take milly after a month of giving her things to eat and so on he said it was his red hair that stood between them and told fowl he didn't care a straw about her but from the way he went on to corky minimus any fool could see he really cared a lot the chap called fowl comes in here this obscene fowl as we called him out of virgil being really a term in a crib applied to harpies though he would have run if a mouse had squeaked at him was yet responsible for more fights than any fellow in the school 
he sneaked about asking chaps if they gave one another best and when at last he found two who didn't funk each other though they might be perfectly good friends he never rested until there was a fight he got kicked sometimes but not enough that was owing to the fact that his hampers from home were most extraordinary they came on roman feast days because he was a roman catholic by religion and some fellows even said that the more you kicked fowl the more you were likely to get from the hampers that was rot of course and a jolly suspicious thing happened once newness a chap in the lower fifth kicked fowl the very morning before a hamper came and that same evening after prayers fowl gave newness about half a whacking big melon and the next day newness jolly near died fowl swore he hadn't put anything in the melon but it was bosh to say that half a melon if it's all right is going to do a chap any harm anyway we rather funked fowl's hampers afterwards well this wretched obscene fowl met me one day licking his fat lips and showing great excitement so i knew he'd probably worked up a fight but it wasn't that though something worse he said where's corky minimus bray wants him what for i said i may mention that i am called mckins as a matter of fact he's heard something and he says though he's sorry he's got to lick corky fowl smacked his beastly mouth as if he'd got pineapple drops in it what's corky done i said it's about milly dunstan young corky talks jolly big with her and doesn't even speak civil of his friends by quite an accident i was passing through the shrubbery from brown's house to the chapel yesterday and i went by the summer-house which is out of bounds and couldn't help overhearing milly and corky minimus who were there and corky distinctly said that bray was as fiery as his hair and that he had no more control of himself than a burning mountain and milly laughed and you sneaked off and told bray as his chum i had to ah then i shall tell corky what you heard being his chum i shouldn't said fowl it's only making mischief besides bray won't take an apology now he says he stood all that flesh and blood can stand those were his very words in fact i'm looking for corky minimus at this moment to tell him that bray wants him up in the gym to lick him fowl smacked his lips again he's brought it on himself well i said i'll give the message you can go back and tell bray you've told me i'd rather have done it myself said fowl regretfully as though he was being robbed of tuck well you won't i answered him being pretty sick with the worm of a chap by that time you go back and say that corky will turn up in ten minutes then he cleared out reluctantly leaving this tremendous responsibility entirely on my hands two i went off there and then for corky it's a bit of a jar for a chap to get a message like that unexpectedly and i didn't know what advice to give corky major was no good if i told him he would have blinked through his goggles and have said some bosh very likely in latin and corky minor being thousands of miles away it looked blue because you can't ask anybody but a chap's own brothers to take up a matter like this i couldn't lick bray myself or i would have the next minute i met corky himself and from an awful rum look about him i thought for a moment he'd had the licking already but he hadn't and before i could speak he said mckins i've got to fight bray my dear chap you couldn't i began i know he answered but i've got to things have happened listen to this i've just left milly and she's in a frightful bait 
i shouldn't have thought a girl could have got in such a rage without hurting herself bray told fowl that there were as good fish in the sea as ever came out of it meaning milly and fowl wrote it on a bit of paper and dropped it where milly was bound to see it he didn't put his name but she knows his writing now she's pretty well mad and said it's a disgrace that a thick-necked speckly stumpy chap like bray should be cock of the lower school well i said very likely it was but i didn't see how it could be helped him being such a fighter then she tossed her hair about and said i won't have anything more to do with the lower school at all while he's cock of it of course i didn't think she included me being well her greatest pal alive since corky minor went so i said quite right i shouldn't look at them then she turned round rather suddenly and said i was included so i said i should be only too glad to fight him if there was a ghost of a chance but there isn't it's no good pretending he's four inches taller and miles more round the chest and round the arms and ages older in fact he could lick me with one hand tied behind him then she said the days of chivalry are dead which she'd got out of a book of course and she added that she was tired of all boys and that a chap with eyes like mine ought to have more devil in him yes she used that word i said what do you want me to do and she said oh nothing i wouldn't have a hair of your head singed for the world only i thought that it might interest you more than other people to know i'd been insulted of course if it's nothing to you then she stopped and marched away and i went after her and asked her to explain and she answered that the explanation ought to come from me she said do you ever read dragon stories and i said yes then she went on well in all the ones i've read if a lady asked anybody to kill a dragon the person didn't say that the dragon could beat him with one paw tied behind it even though he thought so but he jolly well went and did the best he could naturally after that i saw what she meant and i said oh all right milly of course if you've been insulted i must make the beggar apologize or try to yes she said cheering up like anything you are my own precious champion and i love you i tell you all this because you're my chum and you'll have to be my second and if i can even black his eye before he settles me it will be something well i call it a shoes i said she might as well have asked you to fight blanchard or sims look at your arms not to mention anything else they're like cabbage stalks yes i know all that said corky minimus and it'll be rather rotten for her if he kills me but the thing's got to be done and the sooner it's over the better then i suddenly remembered bray's message and told corky he seemed surprised he can't lick me on the spot if i challenge him to fight in a regular way can he he asked but rather doubtfully i said it seemed to me he couldn't then we went up to the gym where bray was talking to about four chaps including fowl oh you've come you kid have you you'd better not keep me waiting another time when i send for you he began now i'm going to lick you for cheek what cheek corky minimus said fowl heard you say i was as fiery as my hair oh fowl he hears a lot i know did you say it or didn't you yes i did and i say it again and you're a dirty bully too bray came quite close to corky minimus and put his face so near that their noses were almost touching like cats do when they're going to have a row on a wall say that once more if it isn't troubling you too much said bray 
i'll say it as often as you like answered young corkey keeping his eye on brace and i'll say another thing too which is that before you talk so big about me being a kid and licking me you'd better find out first if i give you best golly said bray grinning like mad don't you no i don't and i'll fight you properly with seconds the first minute we can corky minimus had certainly come out of it fine so far and i only wished he could fight as well as he talked of course from bray's point of view it was the best thing that could have happened because now he had a right to lick corky and a right to lick him as badly as he could the bell rang a minute afterwards and going in it was settled the fight should come off next wednesday that being a half-holiday part of merivale woods skirted the cricket field and as the second eleven to which bray belonged wasn't playing a match everything suited very comfortably blanchard the cock of the school agreed to umpire and he and another chap in the fifth very kindly promised to carry young corky home by a secluded way if he was too much smashed to walk fowl seconded bray and i saw bray teaching him how to fan with a towel and spurt water over a fellow's face between the rounds of course it was about as good fun as killing rats with a stick for bray three corky minimus saw milly once or twice before the fight and he said he couldn't make out whether she was going mad or what one minute she wanted him to fight and the next she implored him not to one minute she hoped he would mutilate bray to pieces the next she blubbed and prayed him if ever he had any liking for her to give bray best she said she kept dreaming of him brought back stark and stiff and then when he began to think she meant it she called him her knight and her hero and her king arthur and other frightful rot and actually wanted him to wear one of her sunday gloves under his shirt at the time of fighting corky minimus said he very likely wouldn't wear a shirt and then she thought he might hang it i mean the glove round his neck by a bit of string blessed if i shall ever feel quite the same to her after this said corky it seems rather rough to get broken up for life to please a skimpy girl i said then he burst out as red in the face as an apple and told me he would not hear a word against milly so i dried up there were three days before the fight and corky minimus trained for it and gave away his pudding at dinner in exchange for the meat of the chaps who sat next to him but you can't get your muscle up in a day or two like that and it only made him awfully thirsty the day came at last and i may as well go on to the fight itself the first were having a big match on our own ground so nobody paid any attention to us and we arranged a game that should have corky bray and me on the same side then when our chaps were in we three sneaked away into the plantations behind some holly trees and a woodstack bray arranged all the preliminaries as cheerful as a bird and blanchard said they were right they marked out a ring and ran a string round and arranged corners for the seconds i saw that the obscene fowl had towels and bottles of water and a basin all of course for bray between the rounds corky minimus was rather waxy with me for not bringing the same for him but i'd brought a sponge which i know is a thing a second chucks up in the air when his man is done for and i explained and showed it to corky and he thanked me and said he supposed that was about the only thing he should want 
blanchard said the rounds were to be two minutes long each and bray grumbled because they ought by rights to be three but blanchard told him to shut up and begin when he saw bray take his shirt off i told corkey he ought to and he did then blanchard laughed and said by gum they peel rather different bray was like a barrel with muscles a lot bigger than hen's eggs on his arms corky minimus seemed to be all ribbed somehow with arms about as lean as rulers i told him to keep moving about and try and puff bray a bit if he had time and he said all right i'll try if i can get a smack at his face so as to black an eye or something and show i've hit him before he does for me i don't care i will say for corky minimus that he had about the best pluck i ever saw in a chap he was quite calm and just his usual colour and when bray tossed him for corners corky won and blanchard said i picked the right corner for him then he told them to fight fair and said time i deprayed corky to try and surprise bray at the very start if he could and have a hit at bray's face the moment they began and i'm blessed if he didn't go and do it bray began fiddling about jolly scientifically with his hands and i fancy he just squinted down to see if his feet were scientific too at the same moment corky buzzed around his right and let bray have it fairly on the nose bray jumped and looked about as much surprised as if he'd been struck by lightning and blanchard said first blood for corky minimus i yelled i oughtn't to have but i did because to see blood dropping about on bray's chest was a fine sight he sniffed and went for corky smiling the smile was the beastliest part of it for i hoped he would have got his wool off a bit and been wild but he wasn't and when he began to hit corky got flustered and swung about like a windmill and caught it pretty hot yet he jerked his head so jolly quick that he didn't get more than about four smacks on it in the first round though his body which was white by nature was pretty soon covered with red marks he said they didn't hurt and i cleaned him up and blew water over him at the end of the round his lip was bleeding like mad but luckily inside where his tooth had cut it and he swallowed all the blood so nobody knew besides which the blood wasn't lost bray flung himself down in his corner and fowl looked after him and even at a solemn time like that i laughed and so did corky minimus because fowl tried to be too clever and spurted a lot of water out of his mouth into bray's eye then bray told him that after the fight he'd tie him in knots and kick him looking forward to which of course wrecked fowl's enjoyment entirely blanchard said time again awfully soon and i saw bray meant settling corky now because his reputation as a fighter was at stake and he knew corky hoped to get through three rounds with luck so bray began hitting him like hammers and though i was about as sorry for corky minimus as a chap could be nobody would have been able to help admiring the way bray hit it was just at the end of this round when corky had been knocked down once but got up again that the awful rum thing with milly dunston happened suddenly without any warning there was a noise like fowls getting up a hedge and she rushed out from behind the woodstack with her eyes blazing and her hair streaming like a comet in a bait 
she'd been running a good way i should think and she tore right into the ring straight at bray and not trusting to words at a time like that and not remembering her father was a clergyman or anything slapped his face both sides and jolly hard too bray swore the horriblest words i ever heard used by a chap because she'd given him more in half a second than corky could have in a year then he got into his shirt upside down and hooked it with fowl but not before he heard her say you little fat red-headed coward to fight and try and murder a boy half your age and size i wish i could kill you i do it's shameful to think you're an english boy at all then she turned on the chaps from the fifth and told blanchard he was a disgrace to the school so they cleared out too and then she cried over corky and said she would rather have been torn to pieces by unchained monsters than have let him be mangled like he was and corky who was pretty well dazed forgave her and told her kindly to go away and she gasped and gurgled and went i took corky back and one or two things got to be known it came out that fowle had told milly the place and the hour of the fight but only after she had sworn on some rotten saint fowle knew that she would not tell a single soul about it she kept her swear all right but came herself and when bray got to hear how it was she came of course thinking corky had told her which he would rather have died than do then bray tried a lot of chinese tortures on fowle that he'd seen at a waxworks and chaps who saw it said that fowle was so excited at the time that he called upon about twenty different well-known bible characters by name to come and help him and destroy bray but they didn't as for corky minimus the things he got from milly after that fight you wouldn't believe there were bottles of stuff to rub bruises with and lozenges and grapes and some muck for his eye and little baskets of strawberries and jolly books and rosebuds she told the doctor about slapping bray's face and wrote a long letter of apology afterwards and a week later she broke it to corky minimus that she was going to a boarding-school herself next term which she did when corky told me about it he added and she's going to write me letters because she said several times that there's only one chap in the world for her now and i'm the chap i shouldn't think she could change her mind after all that's happened i said and corky minimus said i bet she will when corky minor turns up again especially if he brings rum things with him from australia and you needn't repeat it but to you mckins as my chum i say that i don't care how soon he does come back either which showed that there was more sense in corky minimus than you might have thought End of story four.